Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beertastic Voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beertastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And we are here today live in sunny Riverhead, Long Island, with Paul and Craig of Longbeard Brewing. Say hi, guys. Hello, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Craig's waving at us. (laughs) Come on, Craig, get up here, say hi. Hi, how are you guys? We're doing just fine. We're uh, enjoying the sunny spring weather here, sitting outside back of the old firehouse that you guys are converting into a brewery. That's correct. It is an awesome building. As soon as I pulled up, I went, this is going to be great. you got the, all all the space to go with. Now, you guys have the whole building? No, we just have this one space right here, just the one bay. All right. One truck bay, and then the other side and upstairs and downstairs is going to turn into something else. Whatever okay. the landlord decides. There you go. Yeah. That's... I, Still awesome. Anytime you can get enough space to oh, brew, no. well, that's that's, great. that's, that's all we what's really so need. Great about it is, is the space. You know, we're gonna have one of the. Oh, sorry, we're gonna have one of the largest tasting rooms here in Riverhead, with all the different breweries. So that's kind of a plus for us. Okay. Yeah, mustache and cricket ladder aren't very large on the inside. No, nah, but and, and it's important too because the more people you obviously can get in, the more beer you can serve. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. That's, yeah. That's the idea. And so then you can make more beer. And they can make more beer. Vicious cycle it is right. a vicious cycle. And then you can Correct. kick out whoever the landlord wants on the other side and, you know, <laughs> begin conquering the world one side of a building at a time. There you go. Um, so we always like to start our episodes with a little bit of history of the brewery. So how did uh, you guys get started with uh, brewing itself? Were you home brewers? Were you? Yeah, I'm just like any other brewer. We were home brewers. Uh, started off in the kitchen, on the stove, getting yelled at, making a mess by my wife. And then... Uh, Someone gave me the bright idea of that I should start a brewery. There and you go. That was it. Asked this guy over here, and he humbly agreed, and off we went. Okay, <laughs> awesome. So about how long has that been in the process from when he started uh, home brewing to where you are now and doing the work in your building? I think since the first time I ever brewed, it's probably about nine years now. All right. Something along those lines. We've been a company for five. All right. And uh, we've been here, what, almost two years now? Constructing? Yeah, about two years trying to get everything going. It's a long process. Yeah. That's the one thing about starting a brewery. It's not a quick thing. If we wanted to open a restaurant or a bar or anything like that, we would have been open years ago. But yeah. you know, with a brewery, it's a little different. Unless you got deep pockets, that's a different story. That's, I yeah, think uh, then with, you can pay somebody to everything. You pay someone to do everything. it, and it's just done, yeah. but that's not the case. We well, do everything. Everything you see, everything that's been done here, it's been done by the two of us. Yeah. Well, just you know, sharing for anybody that's listening, we're looking inside the big, uh, you know, loading bay, you know the big loading bay inside the firehouse and it is a construction site in the utmost sense of the word but i know you guys are doing all the work yourselves so that's fantastic that you're really going to be invested in it in that sense oh absolutely thank you yeah we'll have uh, some pictures in the show notes you can show us around later and, and you know show us sure. where things are going to be and we can draw diagrams for you so people absolutely yeah. no problem <laughs> <laughs> thank you so during this uh construction phase what's been is it what takes the longest? Is it a lot of plumbing stuff that's holding you up? Is it fighting it's, with town for no, code no, stuff? No, it's or? nothing. It's actually it's it's just a matter of making sure you have enough money to do everything. Like I just said, that's always an important part. Pockets, it's a different story. But in our case, everything that we've done, we piecemeal together, got investors, you know, and that takes time, you know, just to find that kind of thing. And then once you get the money, you go out, work as much as you can, get whatever you can, and then and go you get some more. more money, and then yeah. you know, back and forth until finally where we are now, where we have everything we need, and now it's just we're waiting for equipment that we purchased okay. recently and, you know, just slowly start chipping away yeah. at everything. Now, you had to go pick up some of that equipment yesterday. What was what were you picking up yesterday? 
Oh no 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 we had oh. no no it was something totally different. Okay. It had nothing to do it was it was Mark lied to me again. It's okay. No 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 it was something that happened here but it was okay. it wasn't brewery related. Oh, okay. It was well, just been a hoax show trying to do both and that so. Oh not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, not worried at all. I was just trying to fish a little bit there. Um so as you um, what are some of the things that you're doing for fundraising? Did you go through the Kickstarter campaign? Have you guys been nah, brewing small batches and like fa- and selling at like farmers nah, markets, or like what are that. we trying we, to do? We we did, we skipped this, the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter was good a couple of years ago. Obviously, it worked out for Mustache Brewing Company. Right. Yeah, you know, they were very successful with it and, it, and it spearheaded their campaign, and it worked out great. But we, the way we're doing things here, it's such a large investment that, and it was so important to make sure that we did get the money. We couldn't take the chance that something like that would fail. It would have worked great, but right. You know, you're talking by the time we're done here, a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. You know, and, you know, to, to try to raise that over a Kickstarter campaign. Or That's rough. Like that, yeah. Just, it's not going to happen. So what we had to do is we actually had to go out, put an offering together, and then start finding investors to come in and actually right. invest into the company itself to gain the money that we needed. And that's pretty much what we've done. Plus, on top of that, just pouring whatever amount of money we could have our own pockets. Oh yeah. Right. In the meantime, you know. So it's uh, that that's probably the hardest part, and that's what pretty much held us up in the in the, uh, in the long run. So, yeah. But now that it's all together, it's great. Like I said, we went up uh, a couple of weeks ago. We took a drive up to Michigan. Uh, went up to this place called Psycho Brew. Place is fantastic. Guy Chris and his crew. They make some of the best equipment, you, nicest equipment you'd see. All American made. Everything beautiful. That's awesome. High quality. So we went up there to look at a system that we've been eyeing up for about a year. Fell in love with it dropped a nice check and it's in the process of uh, being manufactured right now yeah, that's interesting i think i saw on a couple other uh, local breweries on their um social media that they a couple other people i think have, have purchased some equipment from them as well yeah psycho brew yeah, yeah no they, they're they're fantastic they got good stuff really so what kind equipment. of si- what kind of size um system are we looking to we're installing with a five barrel okay five barrel system and right. then uh hopefully once we get the tasting room open um we'll be able to reinvest into the company quickly and expand larger tanks and everything else but for now it's going to be five barrel no that's, if if you're doing it just out of a tasting room for like if everything that you're selling is just in-house that's going to produce plenty for yeah. how, well, what we're you're gonna, trying to we're do gonna distribute too okay so we're going to do both but it, we're, we're depending uh, i'm hoping that 80 to 90 percent in the beginning is going to go out of my tasting room right and if that happens then like i said we'll be able to reinvest quickly back into the into the company get more tank space and then we'll be able to expand the uh, uh distribution end of the business too now, are you guys going to be self-distributing, or Self. are you working? Yep, absolutely. Okay. And then uh, we'll be with the pickup trucks going from place to place, selling the beer. And there then, you uh, go. Eventually, we'll cross that bridge, whether or not we uh, sign with a big distributor or jump the other way and buy some trucks and hire some drivers and keep <laughs> right. doing it on our own. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, cross I, that bridge when you come to it, When right? we come yeah. to it, yeah. I, our, um, we were speaking with the, uh, the folks over at the Brewers Collective, a couple yeah. weeks ago, okay. and they were saying that the distribution part rapidly became, you know, a whole thing on its own. That was them, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Because yeah. Mark's looking at me like I'm not, like I'm saying the wrong thing, and I'm doubting myself now. But I, I thought I remembered that. But yeah, but that the distribution rapidly becomes a time-consuming process. Oh, it is. Well, you, you think about it. You gotta you gotta go out. One, you gotta go out and you gotta market yourself. So right. You gotta get people to actually buy your beer, and then you gotta continually service the customers. So you're running out with kegs, collecting the kegs, right. trying to move on to different places. And then eventually, you know, it gets to a point where it's too much, you know. Oh, yeah. And that's, like I said before, that's when you got to cross that bridge and decide, you know, what route you're going to go. You know, and it's uh, yeah. it's like a double-edged sword, though. You know, 
if you're going to go uh, with the distributor or if you're going to buy your own trucks and or lease something and then get your drivers and everything else. So Yeah, one way you're in control of the margins. The other way you're just kind of taking the deal you get with the distributor. Yeah, well, basically at that point you're dealing with one customer and you got to make sure that you completely satisfy that one customer. But for me it's kind of tough because you lose that relationship with the uh, with the with the customers that you've been dealing with for a number of years, you know, right. so a lot of times that can go south, or you don't know how you know those those accounts are being serviced, if they're being serviced the way you would have done it, you know, are they happy? And then it's up to them to decipher, well, is this Longbeard's problem or is it the distributor? Yeah, problem? where where's the problem you know coming I mean? in when more hands are getting involved? Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's. And for me, that's, that's my line of work. That's yeah, yeah I understand it, it that. removes a you know a measure of control that you right. have over because your product. Because you're the face of the company, and that's what the customer always likes is the face of the company coming in and dealing directly with it. You know, they know at that point that the problem, if there God forbid there ever was a problem, hopefully there isn't, but they know it's going to get taken care of right. in the best possible manner. Whereas, you know, they call us up as a distributor. It's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You gotta. Yeah, it's the, like, you know, I, I gave the keg to the distributor. It's not my fault that he left it sitting outside in the sun. Oh, whatever. In, but, you know, in and, July. And that might not even be the problem, you know. Yeah. It might be great. Who knows? But. Yeah, it might, maybe they show up late or something like that. But, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Right, you know, right. it re- removes that level of control you right. have over the product that, you know, is eventually going to the consumer. Correct. Plus, I, uh, you know, you show up and you're the beard of the company yep. you know, either way and I'm realizing that I'm the only person here with the crappiest <laughs> like even if you can call what I have a beard I'm feeling a little uh, little self-conscious at the moment it's it's alright Justin when your body's going through changes now and soon it'll start <laughs> to grow things in that's okay you got time yeah, yeah. don't worry alright and, bes- and at least now your little guy's done with the pulling of your facial hair a little uh, bit yeah. so you can you can grow it in now a little bit it might be safer for you yeah okay because that's why I haven't been able to it's not because I look like a mangy dog <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up there. Um, so you got, speaking of faces of the company and roles in the company, what are your guys' role? Like, uh, have you? How many people are involved with this? How? What kind of roles have well, you all settled into? Uh, it, it started off with just me and Craig. And basically, oh, sorry, basically uh, we have uh, different skill sets. Obviously, Craig, he has the ability to build just about anything that needs to be taken care of. He's mechanical. Uh, he can slap up beams, build walls, take care of troubleshoot problems with equipment. He's got experience because he's already worked over at Long Island for a while. So they taught him all the, you know, the aspects of, of, of the business in that respect. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm on, on the, uh, I brew, so I have recipe development. I, uh, I have the ability to come up with good ideas, be able to translate that into the beer. Uh, I take care of a lot of paperwork. I'll deal with the you know, like the federal end of things I took care of. I'm dealing with the state. Um, you know, so that's that's how it worked out nicely for us. You know, and, and and it works out good, too, because he's teaching me a lot of what he knows. So, obviously, my skill sets are raising, and then he's seeing what I'm dealing with, and he's going to have the ability to do it as well. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's shaking yeah, his head. He's saying, he's saying, no, he's saying, no I'm good. not doing it. But we do have, uh, we do have other people involved. Uh, for instance, uh, Craig's brother, Kevin. That's a he's good gonna, name. He's going to be uh, our head brewer. And I'm telling you right now, this guy, and I'm not just saying this because he's with us. He's probably one of the most talented brewers on Long Island. The guy has the ability to come up with ideas that, one, blow your mind, but then actually just in his head say, okay, we'll, just, uh, we'll do this, this, and this, and this, and then it just translates almost perfectly every time. Um, once we get the idea, a lot of times we brew it once, and we're like, oh, shit, it's good to go. Sometimes two times just to change things up, but... 
And it's incredible, incredible. So we're, we're lucky in that respect. So the beer is going to be, you know, really uh, unique in that, in that so, aspect. So speaking of some of the beers, do you guys have a few recipes that you've kind of, you know, bookmarked on the side and said these are the first couple that we're running yeah, out there well, with? Yeah, we're going to – when we first start off, obviously, we're going to stick to uh, the flagships. You know, the stuff okay. that people always drink this way. We get more out right away. But we do have a pretty good catalog of uh, unique beers that we're going to be putting out. A lot of saisons. We have uh, different types of stouts. We're going to be doing bourbon barrel, whiskey barrel, wine barrel. Oh, uh, awesome. We're going to move into sours uh, down the road probably in a couple of years. Um, I mean – Nice. It's, it's a – it's a wide variety, but it's it's cool though the way that, the way it all comes together because usually it's just in the middle of a conversation right. that it happens and you're just talking about stupid shit. Yeah. Well, that's and, why. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, if I could, perfect example, perfect example. We were having this conversation, me and Kevin. You weren't here for this, but I told you about it. And we were talking about the difference between pancakes and waffles. It's ridiculous <laughs> conversation for two adults to have. And the, and the, no, and it's the, not. Not at all. Well, well listen. It, That's it, an important, that is an important, deep <laughs> philosophical conversation. These are important issues because then it translates into something amazing. Because we were talking about is a pancake and a waffle the same thing and just two different shapes? No. Or is there actually a difference? There's a difference. Okay, good, because we couldn't figure that out. But what ended up happening was we started talking about, well, how great would it be to make a waffle beer? And we're like, well, how the fuck do you make a waffle beer? I'm like, I don't know. how you make, Can you curse? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, and we're like... I don't know. What do you want to do? So then all of a sudden, it's like ideas start flying everywhere. Well, how about we take the waffles and we'll stick them in the mash and see what that happens? Like, oh, okay, are we buying egg waffles or are we making fresh waffles? <laughs> oh, we'll make fresh waffles. Okay, make fresh waffles. And it's like, well. That sounds like a lot of waffles for yeah, five Yeah, it's a lot hours. of waffles, but it might be fun. And, then, you, know, you know, if you're hungry and if it's early in the morning, you're good. You know. <laughs> one so for then, me, one for the yeah, exactly. one for me, one for the man. So then, one. <laughs> but then it's like, well, okay, so a waffle. What does a waffle taste like? Well, nothing about butter and syrup and all this other shit. So what are we going to do? It's like, oh, how about bacon? Bacon goes good with waffles. Like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. How about yeah. a stout? And it's like, oh, yeah, that okay. sounds even better. So then all of a sudden it was a stout bacon beer. And then we're like, okay, well, then what else? I mean, it's just still kind of bland. Ah, maple syrup. We'll add maple to it. All of a sudden we have a maple, bacon, waffle, stout. Sounds and tasty. I'm, I'm in. And then I'm the in. next thing you know, it's like, well, then we can shove a bunch of bacon in a randle or something like that and serve it on a tap. <laughs> and really give like that. You know, so, I mean, that, but I'm just saying, it, it, as ridiculous as it sounds, that's a lot of how the ideas start, where it's just you talking about dumb shit, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, recipe idea. Yeah. You know? That's I'll be honest with you, that's exactly how this podcast started. Yeah. 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 Talking about dumb much, shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much us just talk, talking about beer and him knowing we should record this. Him being Kevin, for those that can't see me or hear me pointing at him. Yeah. We hear you pointing, Justin. <laughs> and uh, he bought a microphone. And then uh, I was like, oh, shit, I have to buy a microphone. We're doing this. And then, yeah, it just kind of spiraled from there yeah. into this monstrosity of a board and him just being overly sensitive about the audio quality constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's me that's overly sensitive, yes. But that's good because then it works out. That's how everything okay. balances out. Yes. So that's how yeah, I go crazy. And he's just like, oh, Jesus Christ, relax. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Well. So Mike, I I like to ask every brewer how do you how do you test recipes? I know you don't have your big giant system up yet, but when you do have a five barrel system, I imagine you're probably not going to just make uh, I don't know a fuck ton of waffles and then throw them in. No, the no, no. No, we have we actually have a uh, we have a small pilot system that we've built and piecemeal together over the past couple of years, and it's like oh cool, let's put this on this, and then another thing came on there, and whatever. But it got to the point where we were actually producing really good beer out of this out of this pilot system so every and it's all stainless so we know that once we 
go from the pilot system to the main system, the taste is going to be the same. There's no right. plastic. There's no nothing. How big is the pilot system? It's small. It's only we're like, talking about like, 11 gallons. Okay. You know, it's, it's kegs and no, I'm just gallon. Yeah, I'm just uh, you know, I'm just in my head. I'm just sitting there. I'm going, okay, this is what they did. This is what they did. Right. You know, kind of comparing to seeing what they did as but far as But it's kind of like the size. same thing that like Dogfish Head did. It's the yeah. same small, yeah, absolutely system that that you you brew beer on when you're home brewing and then yeah. you just add a bunch of crap on it and then the next thing you know you're really putting out good beer. So that's what we brew on to, t- to develop all of our recipes, and we're going to continue to use that same system even when we do have the larger system. Because like you said, there's no way I'm loading up a five barrels worth of 500 pounds of eggs in a mash tun. comes out good. You're down the drain. Yeah. So, but yeah, everything that we brew will always go and get developed on that small system first before it moves over to the big system. It also gives you some flexibility for like, you know, like you said, you, you want to branch out the sour beers a little bit yeah yeah i mean you know it's it's a good way to test the waters with certain things yeah and then when we start doing that we'll definitely be testing the water so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting so so i'm i wanted to just spin back a little bit you said that you wanted to come out you wanted to produce a couple flagships first what are some of the ones that you're feeling for flagship well we have a pale ale okay we have an ipa all right you know nothing off the top i mean it's really good it's a little different than a lot of the other different ones but we have you know, what's nice about it is it's basically the same base recipe, but you're just tweaking it out, and then we could turn it into all different types of things. So we could come out with one beer and say, oh, this is our flagship, but then we tweak it out a little bit, and all of a sudden that's selling ten times better. Right. That's going to be a flagship. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's a, just a matter of how we uh, decide to do it. But those are the basics, you know, and that's what so we So are you thinking that you're going to have, like, maybe three taps you're always going to have those beers on? And we'll always the have the flagships gonna be- on. Okay. And what we're going to probably do is probably open with two or three right off the bat. What I want to do is have two flagships, and then we'll have something a little more special, depending on what we want to do. Maybe gotcha. seasonal or maybe you know, a quick release or something like that. Um, and then uh, and then we're going to expand from there. You know, we want, I want to rapidly expand as fast as we can and then figure, what, eight taps, 12 maybe? Yeah, probably, 12 total. probably 12 total once we're full steam ahead you know nice that sounds good always have maybe three or four dedicated beers that everyone loves and then we'll just constantly rotate the rest of the taps with all different stuff that we make because we're gonna we're gonna be putting out all kinds of you know crazy stuff so it's gonna be good this is not going to be the last time you see the three of us (laughs) (laughs) so what's the um you said that you had uh hammered down the the final dollars that you need do we have a timeline as far as a a projected I don't have an exact date but we're, we're shooting for late summer late summer this that's, year that's what I like to do we'll probably ah. I mean once we get the system in and, we, and we're done with the uh, with the state we'll probably start uh, distributing right away but to finish up the tasting room will probably be late summer mm-hmm. when we finally open up the doors gotcha. and have the uh, have the opening and then probably sometime in the fall we'll have a grand opening or something like that oh Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, vo- the, vo- off the, the voice in the distance. Yeah. Uh, Craig is telling us that there's crazy ideas for the tap room. So, oh, tasting. Yeah, really I, I grabbed the wrong you chair wanna, for you. Wanna I, take, you take it for this one Craig's hanging out in a one. nice fold-up rocking, yeah, like camp rocking chair, and he really doesn't want to get up. I don't blame him either. So. Oh, it's gotten earlier. It was five before. Oh. So, um, so yeah, so basically the tasting room, like I said, we got about a thousand square foot for the tasting room plus right. an additional what three, four hundred square feet for the bathrooms. Four hundred. Yeah. Four hundred. So we have that space, and then we have the outside too. 
which we're going to be utilizing as well. Yeah, set up and, like a beer garden type yeah, thing exactly. out front. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right first it'll be tables and chairs and stuff, but we have an idea that we want to do with, uh, you know, something along the lines of a beer garden. Sounds nice, yeah. So, but basically, uh, if you can envision it, the, the tasting room itself is going to be somewhere between uh, like an old Viking hall meets rustic mountain lodge. A lot of rough sawn woods, mm. a lot of earth, tone colors. Taxidermy things? Oh, yes, <laughs> definitely. We are uh, we are both outdoorsmen, so there, there will be uh, some antlers and a couple of deer heads floating around somewhere. But uh, Well, I, me- I mentioned that because as we were walking by the side of the building and I looked through the window, I caught the uh, the target deer oh, yeah, through, yeah. through the window. And I was like, yeah. is that like a taxidermy dog or something? Like as I'm walking uh, by, and I had to go back that, and double that check. That came down here right before opening weekend last year. I had to make sure the boat was all squared away. And there you go. go. So And it, it, and it looked... Yeah. Uh, Looked pretty good there, so we're like, ah, we'll just leave them sitting there. So, but um, it, yeah. right next to it is a is a Viking helmet. Yes, yes. So that's that's also part of it. But uh, but it's part of the culture too. I mean, um, like I just said, we're both outdoorsmen. I'm a huge hunter. This guy's always out, you know, doing the hiking and the camping. But on the extreme side, not we're setting up a campsite in uh, you know, wildwood or something like that. He's up in the mountains doing it, you know, pretty much. Well, Good for you, man. Yeah, so, but that's what we enjoy doing. Nice. I've done some of that, but it, I, I much prefer to be able to drive the car up to the campsite rather than carry everything no, in no, with me. No, he's, he's, he's hoofing it. So. But, um, so so we're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, Scandinavian look to it uh, with, the Vi- with the Vikings. Uh, and like I said, a lot of like a real rough, you know, rustic mountain lodge look to it, too. Um, that sounds amazing. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to love it. Yeah, we're going to also, yeah, what was cool was that uh, one of our investors is involved with the fire department, so we were able to actually, since this is a historic building um, that was built back in the 1830s, we were actually able to get old photographs of this place back in the 1800s, wow, early 1900s. that's awesome. You know, so we're going to have a nice little area set up with all the different old photos and everything of what this place used to look like back in the, uh, you know, a couple, almost a couple hundred years ago. You know, so it's going to be... Uh, going to be pretty nice and then uh, we're going to have a big u-shaped bar in there so we're going to have plenty of room for people to come in and then eventually down the road there'll be a second generation to the tasting room where that that big bar is going to turn into a bow of a viking ship so nice that's okay that's that's pretty much that's you know, that'll awesome be, sounding yeah it's going to be sick it's going <laughs> to be cool you know what's that oh yeah and then we have uh we'll have this uh we're going to have this huge uh i guess you can call it a community table where it's going to be four feet wide by 12 feet long and just a couple of long benches no not even no 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 it's going to be all standing because you know oh okay because that way people fall off there's always there's always flow because that's also we're designing the tasting room to have maximum flow for customers to come in comfortably be able to sit at the bar sit at the bar or stand at the bar and there's still room everywhere else where there's not you know trying to dodge gotcha tables and chairs and stuff like that where it's not cluttered you know that's that's tripping over benches exactly you know we want people to be able to come in and, and get to the get to where they want to be as fast as possible but this huge community table is going to be supported well it's going to have the uh, appearance of being supported by two seven foot tall vikings they're going to be with their palms out look like they're holding up the table and it's going to be all chainsawed oh all right from huge logs that's so that's going to be that's awesome yeah it'll be a little further down the road yeah it'll be a little like I said, it'll be <laughs> yeah. second generation but it, it'll be on, on legs yeah first it'll be on legs but okay. it's it'll it, it will happen like i said we, we want this to be more of a kind of like an attraction we want it to be a draw you know we want people to come in and be like oh jesus christ this is insane and stick around and then you know it'll, it'll work 
great for the other breweries too because you get more people coming here, then you get more people going there, and, and then vice versa. Oh yeah, you you, know? it's definitely you, know, you definitely have a circuit going on. Yeah, in, no, it's fantastic. In the town here. Well, that's why we're here. You know, originally when we first uh, came up with the idea of opening up the brewery, you know, we live both in Brookhaven. Okay. You know, I'm in Rocky Point. He's over in Shoreham. So we were, obviously we were looking, trying to find places in Brookhaven, but it wasn't that easy. And then uh, at the same time, he was over at Long Island. You know, Danny and Greg were like, dude, you got to come out the Riverhead. Yeah, so Riverhead has me. been very friendly. Yeah, they, and, to which it. we found out very quickly. And he kept coming to me. What do we think about Riverhead? I'm like, ah, you know, we live out here. We should open up out here. And then finally, I'm like, fuck it, we're going to Riverhead. The hell with it. And thank God we did. Because we, wa- we walked into this place and they were like open arms. It's like, come on, guys. We want you here. And they made everything so easy. So easy. They stepped us through all the processes. Um, there was no pushback. Everything happened one, two, three, and it was great. And it was probably the best decision we made as far as you know opening up the business where we did. Not to mention the fact that you got three other breweries, you got two or three more that are coming down the pike. Right. You know, so this will and is in my mind, you know, beer mecca of Long Island. I mean, this is the capital of brewing. Yeah, it, it definitely Island. is. I think it is. That's my opinion. You got here and then Bayshore is you got like here the and close Bayshore. second. Correct. Correct. But uh, you know, you got more and more. Sorry, Don't you got more and more that are coming to uh, Riverhead, so it's just more the merrier. Yeah, more I know. Uh, I know. There's uh, Twin Forks. You got Twin Forks. You got you got uh, Tweak, and Tweak and Frog coming down. Oh, I James didn't know Fork. Tweak and Frog. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't even been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up. I was up early today too. So you got yeah, you got Tweak and Frog <laughs> coming to Jamesport. I think is it Jamesport Brewer Company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamesport Farm Brewery. Yeah. yeah, so they're coming. What's up? Oh, West Hampton Beach Brewing? Yeah. West Ham- yeah, West Hampton is going to be over by the airport, right? Yeah, and I, I met the guy at the hardware store yeah. by chance one day and talked about 20 minutes. Yeah. Craig's saying that he uh, he ran into the guy over at the uh, uh, hardware uh, the hardware store accidentally. And he actually ran me down since saw the logo. If you're going to talk, you got to get up and talk <laughs> into the so mic, So stick around the truck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so so it's, uh, so it's coming here, just it just works out better for us, you know, because it's... I mean, you can walk to Crooked Ladder from here. You basically oh, yeah. do the same for Mustache. Yep, right. Long Island is a couple of minutes away. You, you know, you want to hope it great, but I mean, yeah. you'd be there in no time. You know, yeah. so it just it just makes sense. You know. So. Yeah, definitely turning into like you said the, the beer mecca. I know that. Uh, I love right. going out there. And there's a train. Have a train that come by every exactly. couple hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then you got yeah, you got the uh, cider house that just opened up. Right, and uh, you know? Woodside. Yeah, yeah Woodside's so. right out there. Yeah, it's a fantastic destination spot and the fact that it's right there is is great and we've been coming out here drinking beers in this neck of the woods for a while and the fact that it's growing and becoming even more attractive is is fantastic to us yeah Yeah. the town wants it too so it makes it even better yeah they see the value in it which is you know rare on Mm -hmm. the island as far as uh, and then what happens too it it, they they also realize that it's these businesses help support you know the other local businesses down on Main Street over here. Right. You know you got restaurants, bars, you got the aquarium, you got Riverwalk, everything else. So, you know you can have people will come out and they'll go to the aquarium for a couple of hours with their family, and then maybe they'll go tire get a bite to eat. So tire the kids out, so then mommy and daddy can have yeah, a nice beverage. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And then they'll they'll come, you know, and <laughs> check out, uh, you know, the brewery. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, that's what we want. You know, so it's pretty awesome. No, looking forward to you guys, you know, getting open. Like I said, we're definitely going to be coming down. Yeah, appreciate it. That's great. Um, do we want to hit them with the six-pack? Yes. I think it's that time. Uh, we have a six-pack 
a six-pack of questions that we ask all our interviewees, okay. and it's kind of the lightning round. We want just the first answer that comes to your mind. Don't think about it too much. Just tell us what's on there. and Nothing crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, say, say whatever you like. Craig, and Craig, it, Craig's scared. And if it's bad about Craig, well, he's closest to you, so I'm not worried about it. No, I'm, I'm, I don't want his meat hooks on me, so that's fine. <laughs> All, All right. right. So number one is, you know, what's your favorite beer or your old standby that you keep in the fridge at home? I'm a sour guy. Oh, yeah. Nice. You're among friends. I brought the go. wrong thing to share no, with no, you. No, 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 that's fine. I like meat as well. That's good. Uh, all right, number two is what's your favorite brewery that isn't your own? Um, I like Dogfish Head. All right, respectable it's answer. one of my favorites. What is your favorite brewing ingredient? You can get as specific with that as you want. Or is oh, there's general? so many. I mean, Jesus, we use all kinds of different stuff. Uh, I'm a big citrus fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So... That's I thought okay. you were going to say waffles. It may be in the future. It may be in the future. I haven't tested that, that one yet, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite style of beer? My least favorite style? I'm big on porters. Right. Big on stouts, hey. but not porters. I don't know why. So yeah, that's, inter- that's an interesting uh, line to draw. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the lack of roastiness. Maybe, I don't know. So, I drink them. But. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I drink, drink pretty much anything. <laughs> At least I do. Number five is where would you like to go on beercation? On beer vacation. I don't know. I haven't had a vacation in a long time, and it's something I don't think about. But I'd like to go down and check out Dogfish Head, actually. I think you're the second person that has said that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I respect, I respect him for, for what he did as a business person. Yeah, plus you know, he what definitely... They did, what he did with that with that business, how he started off, how, you know. So for me, it's just real interesting. I do like the beer. Yeah, it's good so, beer, too. But I mean, we were just up in Michigan. We, we hit Founders, and that place was... Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Founders has some awesome stuff. Right, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, they make good beer, but yeah. we were more blown away by the size of it. I mean, we couldn't oh, believe it. Joke. What's that? You could fit in their taste room. Oh, right. yeah, just there. You walk into the place, and literally, you can fit this entire area. You could, with mustache, with crooked ladder... And plant it down, and probably Long Island, and and that's just in their customer area, their uh, their tasting room slash restaurant slash uh, store. You know, right. we're wow. talking about yeah. a little shelf with shirts on. We're talking about a full blown store and a full performance stage. Wow! And, and you could wow! Probably drive a F-150 around the place, and it was <laughs> mind blowing how big it was. That's crazy. So, but that was that was pretty interesting. You know, but that was 20 years, so we're thinking, oh, 20 years, maybe. We, okay, <laughs> 20 years. You're going to need three stories. I'm going to need a lot better. And that Viking yeah. ship bar is going to be fucking huge. <laughs> so. All right. So, lastly, uh, what is your favorite name of a beer that you've seen, be it punny or clever? or That that we have? Or, or, or you know, anyone at all. Whether all whether it's yours that you particularly enjoy or just one that you know across, that you came across that just uh, stuck with you. Damn, there's so many of them. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is the it, hardest question yeah, that we ask. Yeah, I mean, we have one we call Fuzzy Palms, so that's that's one that <laughs> that's a good one. We like that. What kind, of, what kind of beer is Fuzzy that's Palms? A, that's a caramelized peach oatmeal milk stout. Ooh, that sounds wow. Made with, uh, we've only brewed it once, and it came out excellent. And we we picked all the peaches from uh, Davis Peach Farm before they went to Funk. Gotcha. And, okay. Uh, but it, it, that that was really good. That was kind of a... Just based upon that beer alone, I have a distinct feeling that you will probably see us see way too much of us. Yeah. That was breakfast in a glass. But that's going to be our answer to the pumpkin thing. 
Oh, you know, how thank everyone you. comes thank out with pumpkins when they all have their pumpkins, we're gonna have something like that. So, I, I I'm not a big fan of the pumpkin beer. I price. love pumpkin beer, but why am I gonna be the 43rd pumpkin beer on Long Island coming out? I, I think that's more what what Mark gets at is it's like you know okay how many different ways are we gonna do nutmeg now? <laughs> you know I mean, so when that's all gone, I just then rub I'll it on my gums. Beer. <laughs> so. That's why I think it's kind of funny. Mustache's solution was to release it in July. Yeah, well, that's, you know, they had the right idea, and that's what we're thinking yeah. about. You know, because you could be the 43rd pumpkin, you know, or you could come out with something unique when everyone's just thinking about pumpkins, and then when everybody's pumpkin's gone, then you come out with a pumpkin. And then instead of being the 43rd pumpkin, you're the only pumpkin that's available, and then everybody just concentrates on your pumpkin. Because I know when I go, when it's pumpkin time, and there's 43 different pumpkins out there. I couldn't tell you what the fuck pumpkin I had yesterday or an hour ago. I, <laughs> right. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, they all kind of mush together yeah, after you, a little you know while. What I mean? so. so here's the important pumpkin beer question. Do you, is there going to be a rim on it or not? No, absolutely oh, not. Okay, there you go. Mark and you have now just become best friends. Absolutely <laughs> I agree. I agree with him, but this is a this is a torch that Mark carries and is dear and dear to his heart. <laughs> he will be at the front of your no, no sugar on the rim army. There you nope. go. Nope. Matter of fact, I might even deny the pumpkin if you ask for it. That's that's so. amazing. Perfect. There you go. Well, you guys have anything else that you uh, want to ask Paul here or Craig? No, but is there anything you you know we talked about when you're aiming to open? Is there anything else? Do you have any like events coming up over the next couple no, of months? No, not, not really. I mean, the only events we're we're pretty much doing is small stuff that comes up, you know, because we're not we're not an operation, so it's tough to do anything that's that's no no, but super just organized. but. <clears throat> What we what we do what we are going to concentrate on when we do events is uh, anything that has to do with veterans or wounded warriors or anything along those lines. That's kind of like uh, our soft spot. Gotcha. So awesome. if something comes up, if it's a it's if it's a Cascale event at Blue Point or I have a local uh, veterans association that wants to do something on the same day, you'll find me at the veterans association. Gotcha. Trying to build awareness and also trying to uh, you know build charity for these guys coming home. And uh, from past wars and current and everything else, so that's that's something that we uh, we're going to be concentrating on big time. And then when we ha- hold our events, that's that's pretty much going to be the theme. Whatever we can do for veterans. That's a noble cause. That's great. That's yes. fantastic. That's, thanks, that's man. That's where we're you know that's where we stand on those things. Great. You know. Well, guys, thanks for uh, having us out here and yeah, no putting problem. us up in the the back here and letting us hang out and talk with you yeah, for a little bit. Nice yeah, first yeah, first outdoor podcast. This, is, this, is, this has been great. We're gonna have to do oh, more so of these. A, we were first. You are first. Yeah. All right, good. All right, guys. Thanks uh, for talking with us, and cheers, everyone. Thank you for having us. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.